The world is full of obvious things which nobody by any chance ever observes. You remind him of a <clears throat> fat Rambo. Where's his friends? Friends. Friends don't lie. I just needed a safe place. A safe place to what? Be creepy? Take me back there. To the left. Yeah, I want to go back. Because some magnets fell off your fridge. Yes. But take out the Demogorgon with a slingshot. First of all, it's a wrist rocket. Try sticking together at a different house for a change. Turn around. Look at what you see. You know that means you suck. Someone has been in my peanut butter. Fabergé. What? It's Fabergé Organics. Use the shampoo and the conditioner, and when your hair is damp, it's not wet, okay, when it's damp. Damp. Do four puffs of the Fair Faucet Spray. Let's do it. Live. Yes, live from Members Only Studios. Welcome to Living in the 80s. What? The podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. Oh, yeah. The best that we remember. The best that we remember. How'd you like that intro, man? I like... Oh, that and that was a good intro, which makes me think if I'm just tuning into this podcast and maybe I didn't pay attention to the title, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, you know what, Matt? We're going to be talking about Stranger Things. What? Yes. But that's made in the 2000s, the 2020s. What's that got to do with living in the 80s? Huh? Nothing yet everything at the same time. We are going to turn this podcast upside down. No, he didn't. See what I did there? No, he didn't. People that have never watched Stranger Things are like, what in the world has happened to my beloved podcast? But see, those that have watched the show just went... Shut up, Rob. That's awesome. Yes, that good. That it's it's good. like our little club. We get. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It. And obviously, millions and millions of people across the world are getting it too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Oh. So first of all, we have not had a podcast, uh, a, a new prod- podcast in several months. It's been a while. Yes. It's so been a while. As we talked about a long time ago, mm-hmm. I went through a move. Yep. And now we are getting back in the saddle again. We are getting back in the saddle. Oh, oh and the people are clamoring. They are. Yeah, for fresh. Here's, new here's the funny thing is like on the on the Facebook page and you know if you subscribe to the podcast, I've taken like the last 2 months plus and put some of you know some of my favorite podcasts that sure. we have done, you know like the first one with Matt, first one with Kevin and Snowball, yeah. you know some of our higher rated ones. Last week we did the Live Aid one. Oh yeah, and so we're kind of like re-releasing them, so to speak. I like getting that. several hundred people that's, oh, that's that are great. getting in and listening to those things, which is really cool. So Absolutely. again, my apologies, those of you guys who rely on us for your weekly entertainment. For one, it says a lot about you. Uh, yeah, you, you are should, very you deprived. Should get out more. Yeah. Right? You should look, take a look in the mirror. That's yeah. what you should do. After the podcast, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So after the podcast and after you get done binging all four seasons mm-hmm. of Stranger Things. There it is. We can do the thing. And so we're, we're actually, we've got um, several podcast ideas in line getting ready. We got uh, 
We've got Kevin and uh, Snowball ready to roll on a couple things. Yeah, we got Tamara and Debbie that are going to be joining me here in yes. a couple weeks, uh, talking about Tamara's new book. Can't wait to introduce her to oh, the world. You guys, right. you guys are going to love her. It's, oh, it's I got to know Tamara well, over the last couple months or so, and she's going to bring a lot to the table. She is. You know, you meet those people that just kind of they get that '80s vibe. They get it. They get it. Ooze it. Like the Duffer Brothers. Boom. See what? that? I use Tamara and the Duffer you Brothers together. A, you are a Segway king today. I, you have no idea. There it is. It, it's coming. You know, I've been sitting I love on it. everything for the last two months. Oh, so yeah. You're gonna, out. <laughs> so, who knows? But first, before we start getting into Stranger Things, we're going to pause for a brief timeout, and we'll be right back talking all about Stranger Things. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us, and of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. You might be asking yourselves, why are these guys doing this podcast today on this TV show, Stranger Things? Yeah. So, Matt, give us a little, give us a synopsis. What is Stranger Things? Why should we be talking about this today? Well, well the Stranger Things, it's, it's a series on Netflix, right? And I mean, it's got four seasons so far. It came out in uh, 2016 was, was uh, season one. It, it's basically, it's like this... Like it's like a horror drama, it's a little science fiction. It, it's a TV show on Netflix created by the Duffer Brothers, and it is freaking awesome. And, and the, the attraction to us as people who, who would like this page, people who like living in the eighties, people in their forties, fifties, maybe sixties. I don't know who's listening, but to, we'll just call ourselves old folks. The reason us old folks like it is this series is based. In the 80s. It starts like in 1983 and it goes over the next few years. And, and the attraction to this ep- to this series is they do a great job. It's set in Hawkins, Indiana. Uh, again, it starts in, in 1983 and it's just crazy good. And that's why we're talking about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, so you, it's. You got young kids talking about it because it's got all these cool stars, right? And all these who, cool... by the way, were not stars. They were all unknown. Oh yeah, oh when yeah. The, when the series started, but they're and, huge and now. we met them when they were kids. Mm-hmm. So they were like you know, eleven, twelve years old, middle school. He just, said eleven. Yeah, you're doing good. Uh, see that? So you're doing good. <laughs> so they're they're younger, and then by the by season four, you know, we've got these kids and. You know, start off in sixth grade. Now these guys are in high school, right? And so they're kind of, you know, as as the events 
unfold in Hawkins, Indiana, and beyond, which we find out later, mm-hmm. uh, we we see these kids come of age as well. They're oh, yeah. growing up. They're growing up. So it's for those of us that that grew up back in those days. I think one of the things the Duffer Brothers do so well is is the the relationships, like how these kids are. They seem very real to us. Like the conversations they have with each other, the the things that they they do, like the conversations in the car. And one of the one of the cool things to me, and we'll talk about this a little more later when it's time. But it kind of helps us set the stage for the show itself. So the Duffer Brothers were big fans of of a couple key TV shows mm-hmm. that I personally. Adore. Huge. Big fan. Two of my all-time favorites. So Freaks and Geeks is one of them. Great series. Um, it was one of the one of their favorite TV shows. If you have not seen Freaks and Geeks, basically it's a group of teenagers. Again, a bunch of kids we didn't know of who ended up being James Franco, Seth Rogen, Busy Phillips, and Linda... Can't remember her last name, but she's in lots of stuff. <laughs> Linda, lots of stuff. Yes. So we, we see this this group of friends. It takes place in the 1980-81 school year. It's going to take place, but they kind of wanted to have a little more room. Because if you're going from 80 to 84, culturally, you don't see as many changes you do from like 84 to 86, 87, 88, 89. Right. So there's there's lots of lots more things, transitions that, that they have to play with versus kind of sticking themselves in one area. So that that was one inspiration. The other one is my all-time favorite TV show, which I don't get to talk about much on here because it's living in the 80s, mm-hmm. but Friday Night Lights. Love it. Uh, one of the things that uh, Matt Duffer said, he said, okay, I thought television is now becoming more cinematic. Can you do a show where you care about the characters just as much as Freaks and Geeks and Friday Night Lights, but put a monster in it? There it is. There it is. <laughs> they did a good job putting a monster in They did, did a yeah. very good job. And multiple creatures and things. Actually so, yeah. Yeah. Quite Disgusting a stuff, yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, the, the show actually kind of is scary, if you will. Mm. You know I mean? If, you know, it, there's a little, you know, the, if you was to look it up in Wikipedia, you would see the word horror mentioned, you know? I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a scary series. Oh yeah, um, like, uh, but it's just good. It's just, the, you you fall in love with these characters, and it's gonna be hard to kind of even talk about this evening without you know giving spoilers. away any spoilers. <laughs> we we'll try our best, trying not to ruin it because if you haven't seen it, we want you to see, it, and we don't want to ruin it for you. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of being vague a little bit, but at the same time, um, really hoping you check, give us a, a, a watch. Yeah, so one of the things that. While creating the show, they also have several nods to different movies and things throughout the series. So, Ghostbusters is one. Oh, yeah. So, there's a couple different scenes where, you know, we get the kids trick-or-treating in these Ghostbuster uniforms. In Ghostbuster outfits, yes. Now, this is season one, and again, not to spoil anything, these kids really are probably just on the age, they're probably a little bit too old for trick-or-treating. But they're they're kind of nerds, kind of Dungeons and Dragons playing right. kids. So they're out trick or treating, and you know, it's really not cool if their peers see them out. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. We'll leave it right there. Yep, yep. Well, and, and even even um, Mike, who's played by Finn Wol- uh, Wolford, uh, he's in 
uh, yes. Ghostbusters yes. uh, too. The, the Afterlife. The movie just came out. He's he's in that show. Which here's the funny thing when that when that movie came out. By the way, if you've not seen the newer Ghostbusters movie, go see it. So good. They did it right. Oh yeah, absolutely. But when I saw it, I'm like, oh, that's that kid from Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> I was not even thinking about right. him being dressed up as a Ghostbuster on right. Stranger Things a couple years before. So it's like, oh, okay, Very cool. They got one over on me. Nightmare on Elm Street. Is referenced several times, and, and are we allowed to? Uh, there, there may or may not be a Robert England sighting. So, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe Freddy Krueger's in this series. Maybe, maybe, maybe he is, and and maybe even here's how here's how cool these dudes are. When when there might be somebody who is Freddy Krueger, and maybe he's on the the screen for a few minutes. There's a song that's playing. In, in the background when he's on. What song is that? Uh, that would be uh, Dream a Little Dream. Dream a little dream of me. How freaking cool is that? That when they created this show and they said, hey, let's get Robert England in this puppy. Hey, let's throw this music alongside of him. How cool is that? And, and you know what? Here's the funny thing. It's not comedy satire. No, it's, it's like not. It's very serious plot. Like, if you didn't know, because they don't, you know, he doesn't look like Freddy Krueger in the show. Well, he kind of always kinda does. does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying, if, if you didn't know who he was, you wouldn't even think twice about him. But for those of us in the 80s who couldn't sleep because of Freddy Krueger, when we saw this cat pop up in a series, we're like, oh, crap. And then here comes this Dream a Little Dream song. You're going, shut up. Wait, awesome. hold on, hold on. So, Nightmare on Elm Street scared you? I mean, you know, I was still tender. I was tender. I okay, mean, did, so, did, did it so, keep me up at night? No. But did I think... Did, did you, did you like, cry like E.T. cry? Well, or did, was oh, it like oh, did I go, You're asking me if I went on Kevin Ackley here? Is My name's Kevin Ackley, and I grew up in Asheville, Ohio. Well, come on now. You said it, man, come not on. me. I'm just saying, I, I didn't... I may not have cried, but... I would be lying if I didn't say there were maybe a night or two where I would lay my head on my waterbed pillow. You had a waterbed? <laughs> Absolutely. It's 1980s. Everybody had a waterbed. I don't want You didn't have a waterbed? I, I had one in the later Okay, 80s, there yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, so then I didn't think about, you know, being sucked into the, you know, the waterbed. You remember that one? Go, all, yeah. go all Johnny Depp getting killed. So I, yeah. maybe it's crossed my mind a time or two. <laughs> so seeing him was, was pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Speaking of which, uh, we just mentioned E.T. Mm-hmm. E.T.'s referenced and mentioned in the show as oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so there's little things, little Easter eggs they drop throughout this show that may you may or may not notice. Sometimes they'll 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 talk about like they have conversations like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, like they're on a car trip talking all about Fast Times at Ridgemont High and what an awesome movie it is and how there's one part of the movie that everybody knows about. Mm-hmm. So you have to watch it and see. You just gotta watch it. And yes, see. you do. See, and that's and that's kind of why you know. Having this podcast, it's it's fun for me because, like, I, my daughter Grace, she's thirteen. She is obsessed with this series. Yeah. Now, we, first, we, we tried to have her here tonight. I think she's out doing an autograph signing. Yeah, she's pretty cool. I mean, we yeah. are we are. She couple, is too cool for school. We are some old geezers. Grace. Yes, Grace. That was just for you. Oh, did you see what he did there? That was pretty cool. Yeah. See, that's where it comes from. She she just thinks you're yelling it for the fun stuff, but she didn't realize <laughs> that the Grace yell was from another movie. But so so he, I'll, I'll give him the backstory. Okay, so <laughs> you know how we are, man. And it's been a long time, so there might be lots of rabbit trails tonight. That's okay. So me and Matt do this thing. It's called block watch. It is block watch. So yeah. basically, Matt comes over. 
picks me up on his golf cart, mm-hmm. which he's got a really sweet golf cart. It's, it's, it's not like these little old people ones. These oh, have got like the knobby tires on it. Like if the Huffy Thunder Road was a golf cart, it would, it would be mad. There we go. We're rolling. So we go over and we pick her up from, from dance camp yeah. one night. And she's walking out the door. All of her friends are there. And we're coming around the corner. And I'm yelling, Grace! Just like, you know, Just, Principal Rooney did in, yeah. in Ferris Bueller. And she has this look of mortification. Like, oh. Holy crap. Her girl's friends are laughing. They're, they're recording her now. They're Snapchatting the crap yeah. out of whatever that means. So, so we show up a couple of nights later, and they're all ready. They're waiting. Like, they're, they got their phones the ready. Are out. Here comes like, the golf cart with the old embarrass guys. Grace. Oh, so, that's good stuff. Go. Yeah. So, Anywho. I digress. But, but she is obsessed with this show. And she... Now, when the first came out in 2016 she wasn't on board in the beginning because it was scary and this that she was, was well, six years ago yeah, she so was probably she was, uh, seven or eight. doing some math she's around seven yeah so so it was a little too too much for her then but as she got a little older and the popularity was all over the place she jumped on the bandwagon and now this girl like knows everything she knows not just the characters, but the actors, and there are things the actors are doing, and this, that, and the other, blah, blah. And so it's it's neat to have a, an an attraction to a show that my the my kid loves, but the old man loves just as much, and that's what's cool. You know, you know, me and my wife, we watch the show. We're more we're just as excited when the new seasons would come out as when she was. <clears throat> so the question is for the podcast is. How does a series captivate all us 50-year-olds and all the teenagers at the same daggone time? The answer is the 80s. That's it. It's the 80s. 80s. They're magical times. We've been telling people how cool the 80s are for years. No one would listen. And then all of a sudden, daggone these Duffer Brothers make a movie about it. Now all the kids are going, huh, they were right. That was a cool time. Yes. And so they, they have just showed what we've been saying. And uh, and it's it's for for us as old people, it's nostalgic to watch the show. Yeah, you know, and and and, and I think they do a great job of depicting the eighties um, in in two thousand twenty. I think they do mm. an amazing job of it. Probably as good as any TV show or movie has. Because we did a whole podcast, and you can look <laughs> it up. It's probably about a year, year and a half ago. We talked about. Uh, TV shows and movies that you know took place in the '80s but were made later, like Wedding Singer is one of them, and just these kind of, of shows and movies that, that you know did a really good job at you know capturing the spirit and the look oh, yeah. and the nostalgia of the '80s. I don't think any of them have done it like these guys have done. Well, and, and the, to the detail that these guys go through, I mean they they got it down to I mean the year because it's. The series is mapped out like on a timeline, pretty rigid. Like you know, it starts and you know it was like November of '83, and then yeah. so they march through. And so I mean, everything from their the cars that, that, that you'll see in, in the background to clothing to stores and uh, you know the songs that are played on the radio and yeah. all these kinds of things. It's just, I mean, it, it is. It just fits like a glove. Is it perfect? No, oh. not many things are. But but daggone, it's pretty close. It's very close. So we were talking about some of the movies that um, that you know inspired or you know they glanced back at mm-hmm. during the thing. Uh, Halloween. So oh, yeah. th- during season four, there's a very specific Halloween moment in it. 
uh, Altered States, Aliens, uh, Escape from New York, uh, Firestarter, Gremlins, Indiana Jones, Risky Business. It's It's even a Risky Business thing where it's almost like a wink and a nod to Risky Business. Stand (laughs) By Me, which is an obvious one. And that was actually... Because the kids are like that age. When they auditioned, they read lines from Stand By Me. I didn't know that. Which is kind of a cool thing. Well, so thank they, you for they that. did a little. Uh, Me and all of these people are learning this. There it is. There oh, it is. Thank you, Matt. That's what I do. Um, so, a- another one I wanted to pay attention to here is one of the movies we mentioned way back in our, our podcast about the 80s, the movies that took place in the 80s um, Super 8. Uh, yes. They, oh, the, yeah. the Duffer brothers are big fans of the movie Super 8. And a lot of the the formation of these characters are modeled after, you know, Steven Spielberg's movie Super 8. So if you haven't mm-hmm. seen that and you're a fan of the 80s, check it out because it they do an amazing job, you know, just like um, our Stranger Things friends here do. But it's uh, it's very, um, very, very well done and, you know, very you'll well enjoy done. it. Very well done. All right. So um, <coughs> going back to that nostalgia part, they use a couple of our favorite '80s stars in the in the show. Yes, so they do. Winona Ryder has a huge part in it. Mm-hmm. She plays a mother, and she—I don't know if she's aged since 1985. Uh, she was like right. she looks like she did in Heather's almost. And it's amazing. Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons that, that she was uh, one of the first ones picked for this, this series mm-hmm. is her dominance in the '80s, just because who she was. She's she's freaking white. I don't know why. Right. Yeah, and so I mean, she was like a no-brainer to to be the mom here, and uh, it's a great pick, boy. It's a great. Oh pick. yeah. Well, it's funny because she had never done a TV show before, right? And she had to be convinced to do it, and so she finally, after a conversation with Matthew Modine, who's also in the show, in the show, it's like, hey, you know, if he's going to do it, that adds a little credibility. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll do it. So Matthew Modine also has a huge part in it. He does, um, as yeah. does Sean Astin. You know, you know love him that. from uh, Rudy, from uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Goonies, which Goonies? is another which is another one of those movies that, that, that glances back to uh, you know that the Duffer Brothers had had sort of model our characters after, um, and Paul Reiser's another one. Paul Reiser, yeah, love seeing him pop in there. That was yeah. great. And Carrie Ools from is am I saying that right? I never I don't think I've ever actually heard his name said. Is it Elwes Ools? Oh. From Princess Bride? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Remember he was Despardo in yes. Psych. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. De- Despero. That's Despero. His, that was his name. Yeah, yeah Despero. But so, this is the, uh, so, you pronounce him by his name there. I've come to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. He, oh, he's, that was Montoya. That was the black yeah. dude. You can't see he was doing the mask. He was the guy going back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's a question for you, Matt. There there have been a few 80s stars that have come up here. Who would you like to see in, like, future episodes here? What 80s stars that are not in Stranger Things, which would be... And and not the obvious Tom Cruise, A-lister still, but, like, who maybe under the radar a little bit? Okay, you know, but, but still, but to me, that had a big prominence in the 80s. I mean, like... Big, a big name in the A's, but maybe aren't doing a lot of stuff now. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking in my mind, I wouldn't mind seeing 
little Christian Slater, maybe. Christian Slater, yeah. Going line. back to Heather's. See that? They're a little reunited, little reunited yeah. there, maybe. And, you know, they talked about uh, they talked about Phoebe Cates oh, yeah. during an episode. Well, who didn't talk about Phoebe yeah. Cates? So, what about Phoebe Cates showing up? Oh, that'd be kind of cool. She could be a school teacher or, or whatever. Whatever she wants to yeah, be. She can be Phoebe yeah. can be whatever she wants to That's be. That's right. But Some yeah. of our Breakfast Club cast. Like oh, Anthony Michael Hall Al, or yeah. Ali Sheedy. You can see that. That'd be kind of nice to see. Little Judd Nelson popping little in Judd there, Nelson, maybe. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I would love to see it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you, and and with this group and with these directors, you just don't even know that could happen. Yeah, because yeah. it looks like there's going to be a season five. Uh, I mean, there is a season yeah, five. Yeah, they've they supposedly. If you if you watch the series at the end of <laughs> season four. They absolutely are setting up a season five. It kind of feels like it may be the last season. Right. Like this is the last showdown, so to speak. But uh, and, and, it kind of uh, feels like it. On the rumor mill, it sounds like it's going to be like the winter of, of 2023. Like it's going to be a, a good year or two away. Yeah. And, and uh, there's other rumor, other storylines saying that it, they might... Go forward in time a few years. Oh wow! Um, so, uh, we'll, so they m- might be college kids by then. So, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Because right now, as we leave in season four, Hawkins, Indiana, is jacked up. I mean, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's a, a lot, hot mess. A lot of things happened to Hawkins, lot, and it's Hawkins like, how in the through. world is this town going to survive yeah. yet again? So something's got to give. Something's so. got to give. Something's wow. got to give. But yeah, it's going to be good. So speaking of Hawkins, mm-hmm. one of the great things, you know what? Let's take a brief time out. We're going to get back and talk about some of the uh, some of the locations they use for the filming. Because I tell you what, this will be a good discussion. Spot on. So Spot on. hang tight. We will be right back. Welcome back to Living in the Eighties. We are talking about Stranger Things. Stranger Things. <laughs> so. One thing I wanted to to really touch on was what makes the show so nostalgic. One of the many things is the locations there mm-hmm. they film in, right. like the homes. Like the decor doesn't look like you know pictures we see now of the '80s with everything being neon and whatever. It, oh, no. it looks like an actual house from the '80s. The TVs are. Very consistent with the TVs of the times. Right. The, the basements. They, they spent time, a lot of time in their, in their buddy's basement, their friend's basement, the houses. Mm-hmm. Looks just right to me. It does to me, too. They, they 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Do 7-Eleven there. Um, it looks like the 7-Elevens from that, that time frame. Um, Some of the activities they did, like uh, they would ride their bikes around their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we did. I mean, I mean, as, as, you know, what's kind of funny is like <clears throat> now, <clears throat> right now, that's not really the thing to do. I mean, you know, kids still got bikes; they ride a little bit, but it's with helmets and knee pads, and you know. Well, what we talked <clears throat> the other night, we were talking as we're you know talking about what we're going to do on the podcast. Talk about the statistic you told me about, like how many kids walked and rode their bikes to school. Yeah, then they said versus no. now. In, in nineteen eighty one. It said 81% of third graders, third graders walked to school in 1981. And, and I was one of them. I, I, my, I, our elementary school was right outside of our neighborhood. I walked to school in elementary. Yeah, I, I did a, too. I didn't ride a bus. I didn't, you know, parents didn't take me. We just walked. 
And then by, I think it was by 1990, uh, that same statistic dropped down to like 8%. That's why the 80s were better. The 80s were so much better because elementary kids could walk to school. Yeah. But, but, but it, <clears throat> it shows that the, that time of life, and it, it may not be that it was safer, but it's just we didn't really know about all the bad stuff that was happening. It wasn't until we started putting kids' faces on milk cartons until, you know, sad story about Adam, Adam Walsh and, and his kid and all, all the publicity from, you know, America's Most Wanted started and all that kind of stuff. That's when people started kind of freaking out a little bit and going, hey, hold on, maybe this world isn't as safe as we think it is. And then so we, we pulled the reins in. So in all honesty, those of us that are probably listening to this podcast, we really were the last ones to, um, you know, run the streets without fear. Mm-hmm. Um, we would, you know, write, we would come home from school and go to a buddy's house and, and not have to really come back until the lights come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, because that's just the way it was back then. And these kids kind of depict that. One of the, this, uh, me and my wife would watch the show, and like one, one sentence we would say a lot is, where the freak are the parents? <laughs> I mean, where's Same the place par- our parents were, hiding from the kids. Yeah, I that's mean, where it, they were. But, that's, but if, and when I look back at my childhood, that's, it was me and my friends running around the neighborhood. It, it wasn't no. me, you know, at a kid's house being entertained by their mom and dad, but right. it was the kids, us buddies, doing our own thing somewhere. Yeah. And and that I think that was I think that was the that was the last decade to do that. Which which is not a this is not a critique on parents today at all because I mean, you know I've got grandkids at this point and I love the fact that that uh, my my kids know where their kids are at all times. Right. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's you know it's especially these days it's very <clears throat> back then my parents. They kind of knew about where I was. I didn't have to check in every ten minutes. Right. Like if I was going to stay all night at a buddy's house or something, I'd you know have to let them know. Right. right. Well, of course, I'd get, get their permission. <laughs> right. But you know, it, it, that's just kind of how we were. So I mean, during the show, we're seeing kids riding their bikes home at night. Right. You know, it's eight o'clock. It's dark. Kids are riding their bikes home. But like, that's what you and, did in nineteen eighty-three. I liked how they did it. It's like, hey, mom, I'm leaving Billy's house now on my way home right they did this in the show yep. so you know they take off you know they know it's gonna take about 15 minutes or so to get home you know if it's longer than that parents are freaked out now, no, none I of us think. got trapped in the upside down i, I, I mean you know it, we didn't no we didn't now these guys had a little rougher way to go but yeah but still but they they, they i think they depicted well the way we hung out oh yeah, yeah. now Absolutely. now these guys and, and let's uh, let's be clear too um, the this, the show that we love is based on, I'm saying it politely, a bunch of nerds. Yeah. I mean, these guys are just, they're straight up nerds. They play Dungeons and Dragons. They're into sci-fi. They dress the part of the nerd kids at the mm-hmm. time. Like, I wouldn't wear what half these kids are wearing. But what's cool is, is you'll, as, say, season four comes around, one of them, Lucas, tries to break out of the nerd the, the nerd club <clears throat> tries to be cool and he gets into sports and he, he runs around hangs around the cool guys and he has this big shift of when he realizes who are my who, real friends who my real friends are and it's like it was a great moment <clears throat> and a great lesson I think um, for for everyone to see so they, I think they even address that topic yeah they pretty do. cool yeah they do a very good job so the, the series yeah. was 
based in fictional Hawkins, Indiana. But none of the shows recorded in Indiana at all. <laughs> in fact, most of us recorded in and around Atlanta, Georgia. Yep, Georgia. A lot of things get get uh, get done there. I think they get like special tax breaks and things like that. Probably Very so. smart for the people in Georgia Absolutely. to get all that positive attention going their way. But um, everything from the hospitals look very time period. Mm-hmm. The high school uh, and, and middle <laughs> school is actually the same building. They, they make them look, you get different angles for the middle school and then the high school when they go in. But it's formerly Patrick Henry High School. Very cool. And they had shut down just about a year or so before, uh, before Stranger Things. So it's really used now for filming. Oh, so wow. several TV shows and movies will film at the school because, it, hey, it it's looks a like a school. It's a school. And it's very important for school to look like a school. So that's what it's used for now. So if you see like some of the interior, exterior shots showing up in other TV shows, that's why. The downtown Hawkins, very, very cool look. Uh, we mentioned about it being looking like a very small town in the 80s. One of my favorite... I don't, I, it took it took a minute for me to kind of get used to, but Surfer Boy Pizza. Oh yeah, it's like kind of Argo Ar, Arlo Ar- Ar- Argyle Argyle. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, I'm sure Grace would be Grace rolling be her eyes if she was here. Yeah, yeah. She she she'd say, "Thought, what are you doing?" Anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it took a while for him to grow on me, but after a while, I kind of oh, got him great. a little bit. You can't feel my butt. Can't feel my butt. You guys feel your butts? I can feel my butt. Everyone needs to be on their best behavior. Okay? Okay, why are you looking at me when you say that? Yeah, I, I think he's smart. So right? Surfer Boy Pizza was actually in uh, Los Lunas, New Mexico. Hmm, yeah. there you go. Yes. The, um, the, probably the, the, the skating rink in season skating four. Skating rink is very cool. So let's park here for a minute. So, and I, I'm texting Matt as I'm watching this. I think he was watching mm-hmm. right about the same time. Yeah. I'm like, have you seen the skating rink yet? And it's almost like, just saw it. Yeah. And I'm like, when they introduce us to the skating rink, it's like, wow. Like, the kids look like actual real kids from the 80s. Oh, yeah. The snack bar look like a skating rink snack bar. The kids are playing video games. they got the bright colors. The music's playing. Like, as a person who grew up in exactly that time period... It felt like I had gotten a DeLorean and gone oh, they, <laughs> back in time. They got the skating rink right. I mean, it's like I could smell it. <laughs> yes, like, yes. It's like there's that, that smell. Like, oh, I'm in the skating rink. And that, that smell of a combination mm-hmm. of boys and girls perfume, sweat, and roller skate. Yes. <laughs> all in steel popcorn. Like all together into oh, one, it's, one it's magical scent. A distinctive, uh, there's a distinctive smell, sight, taste, all those senses. And I think they hit them all. I mean, they did a really, absolutely really did. good job. And, and, and watching them skate was kind of like... Yeah, they did like, they would skate around, they'd do like the cross legs mm-hmm. skating thing. They'd skate backwards a little bit. So like, good. I hadn't seen such good skating since the movie Roll Bounce. There you go. So very good stuff. The best thing they did the whole time was the Starcourt Mall. Oh my goodness! Today, Hawkins is taking another step into the future with the brand new Starcourt Mall. 
families, friends, and of course, teenagers can come together to shop, hang out, dine, and enjoy. With retail options for every member of the family, including The Gap, Walden Books, and Sam Goody. Starcourt Mall has it all. And don't forget, a state-of-the-art food court is just an escalator ride away, featuring America's favorite place to cool down, Scoops Ahoy Ice Cream Shop. Ahoy. 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 Starcourt Mall is one of the finest shopping facilities in America and beyond. So come on down and remember, Starcourt Mall has it all. StarCourt is an all-American subsidiary of StarCourt Industries and International Enterprise. When they show StarCourt Mall, it may, I don't know if it topped the skating rink, but man, it oh, was it, so it, close. Oh, no. It, it, when I look back at the series as a whole, one, two, three, four, and what was my favorite location, uh, by far, I think, StarCourt Mall, season three, they, they're kind of based, well, it's, it's based out of the mall. The whole thing happens below the mall, and... It gets crazy. Which, dare I say it, the mall, Starcourt Mall, may be more 80s feeling than the Ridgemont Mall did. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. Because I mean, they, they, they emphasize, like, they would show these, these wide-angle shots of the mall, of specific stores. They would focus it on kids walking by and the, the fashions and, you know, the food court. and Well, and they, they did, it, it was, the reason the mall looks so real is it was a real mall from the 80s. They didn't, this wasn't a set that they built. This was just, it was an actual mall from the 80s. It was in, um, it was the Gwinnett Place Mall in Duluth, Georgia. Oh, or outside of Atlanta. There you yes. go. Yeah, and, and so that's what it, it was a real mall. I mean, it wasn't yeah. they didn't build it just for the show. They took a real mall from the eighties, and they just uh, you know they aged it up. They eighties it up, gave it a makeover, and they they said they took meticulous detail to whatever stores they would make as their stores and their anchor stores. That every store that was lined up was actually in that time period, and they were compatible with each other. Oh, it's amazing. They, they used some CGI, but they said not a whole lot. Yeah. Because they, they relied on their production crew to... Because, you know, a lot of times you can do these these storefronts, making them look a certain way a lot cheaper than you can CGI that. Right. Because, you know, you get a construction crew, they get a picture of what the Sam Goody music store looks like from outside. Like, right. we just you know, get $200 neon, put it up there and just... Right. But they did it... Perfect. Yeah, and I mean, so so the the season three was based in Starcourt Mall. Uh, it kind it, of anchored it, the, the, in. the the mall was actually like one of the stars oh. of that season. Like oh, it had as big a part as any of the characters did. Absolutely, because I mean, without saying too much, directly below the mall was this. Um, this thing. This thing. We'll just say, yeah, yeah. The, these group of people, scientists, we'll leave it at that. But, but so the, it was connected. And so, like, what now the anchor store was the Scoops, uh, 
Well, it wasn't a, it well, wasn't it was, an anchor store. No, but it was the ice cream shop. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was, it was the focal point of our thing because yeah. it has, had a couple key characters uh, that worked there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that was, uh, we spent a lot of time in, in that ice cream parlor. Uh, but it was just, now here's the one thing that Stranger Things did that made me upset about the mall. Okay. Was when, when they were done filming, they decided, you know what we should do? is we should uh, leave the mall as is and make it a place where fans can come and go in the mall and hang out and it could be a, they could put shops and memorabilia and it could be a, a Stranger Things, you know, place to gather and shop and merch and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we could go to Starcourt Mall and hang out. And they were going to do that, but they didn't. And that breaks my heart. So we actually could... I've gone to Star Court Mall. We could have done the podcast from Star Court Mall. We could have went to the park. We could be in a food court. But right you now. know, they they did leave a lot of it the way they had it. Yeah. So yeah. you can still go to that mall and shop. Get, but they, stuff. They, I'm sure there's probably a store there with a ton. There's probably like a Spencer's Gifts there with a ton of Stranger Things. <laughs> and there could be even there could may even be a Stranger Things store there for all. Well, I mean, that's we don't they, know this. We don't know. We, someone in Atlanta who's listening should should go check it out and tell us what the current condition is. Of that that location, yeah. Or maybe when you're on vacation into the there month, is, you can yeah, do it like we'll on your try, way down to Florida. I wonder how. Cl- I will look it up. I'll yeah. look it up. So. Yeah, shouldn't be too far. So here are some of the stores that we saw in the Starcourt Mall: J.C. Penney, mm-hmm. Claire's, Orange Julius, <gasps> Taco Bell, mm-hmm. no No Zantigo, No Zantigo, Hot Dog on a Stick, mm-hmm. Spencer's, Yep. Uh, Walden Books, Radio Shack, Jazzercise, mm-hmm. um, The Great Cookie Company, Ground Round. Ground Round. And, of course, Starcourt Cinemas. Yeah, Sam Goody. <laughs> so, Sam Goody. Yes, Sam Goody. Yeah. So there's there are lots of lots of cool things. So, Dude, and, and would it, would, does that fall under, like, sponsor deals? Uh, yeah. I'm sure in a lot of cases it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's... I, I, that, the, the names they dropped, and I like that. They didn't. They weren't made up names. They weren't pretend names. I mean, it started to look like a mall. It took me back. Which is a good segue into our next topic: product placement. See that? There's there, a lot. There are over a hundred different products that are were part of the Stranger Things universe, so to speak, from season one to four. Like literally everybody, but you know what? There were also plenty of fans that were upset because there was so much product placement in there. There was a lot of product placement. But you know what? We here at Living in the Eighties, we uh, we are not going to succumb to that kind of embarrassing no, no. product placement. We're not. We're not giving into the man like that. We don't. No we way. don't do that nope. kind of stuff. No. Not us. Uh-uh. Hey, Lego my ego. Ego, my ego, Jessica. Ego waffles from Kellogg's. So, <laughs> maybe a little. Maybe a little. Maybe, maybe a little. In season one, one of the big story arcs had to do with Egos. Mm. So, Ego Kellogg's really had a lot of um, lot of a lot of push from that one. Yes, yeah. everybody and, who doesn't love Egos, and they got a lot of profit from that one. I they mean, sure did. They, their sales just skyrocketed o- overnight, and uh, in, insane, absolutely insane. I saw an uh, an internet article. Now we don't know what these different brands paid to be part of Stranger Things, you know, but 
the value the profitability evaluation for Coca-Cola was 1.8 million dollars estimated. When I say uh, 1.8 million dollars, that's in the, what the estimated uh, advertising dollar would have been. So it's very hard to explain right. what I read, but basically it would have cost 1.8 million dollars to Coke to put that spot in there. Wow. That's just them estimating based on what they got out of it. Oh, wow. So it's really complicated, more than I understand. A lot of big words. A lot of big words. But But, uh, even season four, one of my favorite parts was when Lucas was drinking the, the new Coke. How do you even drink that? Because it's delicious. What? It's like Carpenter's The Thing. The original is the classic. No question about it. But the remake, sweeter, bolder, better. You're insane. So, you prefer the original thing? What? No, I'm not talking about the thing. I'm talking about New Coke. It's the same concept, dude. Uh, actually, it's not the same concept. It is the same concept. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> it's like a commercial within the show. Yeah. Did you have a problem with it? No, I didn't. I did not I either. It was all nostalgic it. for me. It's See, that's pulling any old people. When, when, when I see, like, the logos or, or them eating, like, Doritos. Yeah. And you can see the Dorito bag. The, the Dorito bags, yeah. I have no problem with that. I, I mean, can... you wonder, I mean, it's just, I, some, some of those things you wonder, how in the world did they get that packaging? You know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, it was just, it was Is so that cool. an actual old bag of Doritos? Dude, they're eating, like, 40-year-old Doritos. That's awesome. <laughs> so what cracked me up, it's like, there are competing products that are in here too. Like for example, there's one shot in the 7-Eleven where you can see Coke, Jolt, Tab, 7-Up, and Pepsi all at the same same time. Like one character's drinking Jolt, the other one's drinking Coke, the other one's drinking a Tab. So it's like, and then there's Pepsi in the cooler behind them. Did they sell out? Maybe a little. They could have. They could have. Or did they maximize? That's what they did. They could have. So here's some of the products. I'm going to read down just a few of these here. Lacoste, Domino's, Doritos, Jif Peanut Butter, Reebok, Nike, and Adidas, and Vans, and Converse. There's five so right all there. those yeah. shoe brands are there. The Sony Walkman, BMW, Cadillac, Chevrolet, all them in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casio, Sharp, 7-Eleven, uh, Burger King, Orange Julius, Reese's Pieces, Kit Kat, Skittles, Wishbone salad dressing. It goes on and on and on. So pe- some people are getting a little upset at that. Not me. I no. thought, you know what? I Absolutely would rather not. see them use a product in a show than have my show interrupted with a commercial. Very much so. And you know what? That is actually more effective to me. Because when Lucas is drinking the new Coke, I'm like, huh. Huh. I'd kind of like to have a new Coke. Just, yeah, you know, it's a little nostalgic. I like to kind of taste that. Absolutely. So after season two or three, I believe, they had a limited edition run of New Coke mm-hmm. because of the Stranger they had Stranger Things packaging on it, but it was New Coke, and they had it out for like a, a month or so. They did a very, very clever job, unashamedly, of having all these products it's in the so show. Cool. It, I love it. So, I mean, it's, it's fun. It, so as us old folks watch the show, we're seeing these things, and we're going, oh, I remember this. I remember that, and, but but as these young the younger kids are watching it, I, I'm thinking of the scene of season four when uh, Max needed her to play her Walkman, right? She needed to play her cassette tape, and it would it would give her the music. So you know, my daughter's thirteen. 
she's never had a Walkman, and I don't know if she's ever seen a Walkman, but, and, and so she was kind of, she didn't say eight track tape, I think she might have said something about eight track, but she did, she had, she didn't understand. Didn't know what an eight track was, she just yeah, had heard of she one. Did, the cassette concept was, so then we were kind of talking about what are some things that got good and right, and I was going, well, I mean, in, in the movie they just put that Walkman on her, hit a button, and she got this like stereo music in her ears and it was beautiful and I'm going my Walkmans didn't always work that good you know sometimes you, you hit the play and some you, just the forward, forward the back and sometimes it eats your tape sometimes and you gotta get the pencil out and oh, gotta yeah. clean it up and rewind, rewind it. it and stuff like that and, and sometimes it just it, you know it didn't really cancel out the surrounding noise because the Walkman speakers were they they were just the Walkman speakers yeah but yeah. at the time it was great. We thought it. We didn't have anything to do, measure do it against. Do you remember when we went from like the first Walkman speakers, which was kind of, you know, I don't even know how to explain, just like a little, like a little round with a foam padding on, yep. to all of a sudden he went to like he's flatter, bigger, almost like a peppermint patty on his, you know, a little bit yeah, wider. Yeah, yeah. And then when you put those on, like, oh, wow, I can't hear nothing else but the music. <laughs> you know, now we got these bows, noise canceling things. Yeah. You know, Beats by Dre, yeah. which I've got a pair of, which are amazing. But so, but going going back from like the original in in, in the eighties, it was she was uh, in the show. She had like the original ones, and it was well, so awesome. What what if Max was able to get like some Beats, oh, or, or, some, oh, or, or some AirPods? Oh, that see, like what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> it was so it, it was it was cool, and like I, I, there was a scene where she drops her Walkman. And I think uh, well, maybe a close up on it. Yeah, and, and I'm just going. I, you know, it, that would probably be the end of the Walkman. You know I mean, it yeah, starts, it probably would. She's not going to pick it up. It really it, wasn't made for durability. They had the so dual much. shock when they could really like take like a three foot drop. And that's yeah, about it. But, it, but but still, just the the see. So so the the young kids are being introduced to all these products and, and seeing these things for the first time. Us old folks are going. I remember that. Yeah. So cool. So cool. <laughs> Which is a, another great segue. What? Good job, Matt. Our last thing we need to talk about, I think, is the music. Mm. That's, that's one of our shut, favorite topics here at Living in the shut 80s. Shut the front door, the music. So many good tunes over the four years. And they don't just stick with, you know, the typical girls just want to have fun, like a virgin, stuff you hear, you know, you can hear in any movie today. But they're, they're, going, they're going deep. Oh man! And in season four, oh that's mm, yeah. Kate Bush had this song in 1985 called "Running Up That Hill." Come on! And I think it peaked at like number thirty, I want to say, on yeah. the pop charts. In 2022, after Stranger Things, that daggone thing hit number one in music downloads on Apple and Spotify. And on the Billboard charts, it went up to number eight. That's insane. So think about this this um, this song. Came out in '85. It's now 37 years old, mm-hmm. and it is the top <laughs> the, the top downloaded song on on is Apple that, Music. Is that just crazy? That is or insane. What? So it, and, and it, it tells me, kids, those of you kids that are listening. That's why we love the 80s so much, because our music is better than yours. Boom. Had to be said. I had to say it. Well, and All these kids are turning off now, and they're putting on their, 
their Spice Girls, whatever it is they listen to these days. <laughs> but but that, here's what's funny is, is we you know we do we push the '80s music as the best music decade, blah blah blah, because it is. And, and but again, my my t- teenage daughter, you know, I, I'm always playing '80s music, always playing it, and she's never she's never you been. You know why? Why? Because you're a good parent. Thank you very much. Trying there. to raise them right. And so she's been she's been around '80s music, but she's always kind of tuned it out. Maybe would like a song or two, but yeah, never really jumped on board until Stranger Things. And now she is is you know because a she's a fanatic, yes. but I mean she's like she is like looking up all, all these songs and 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 the artists, and she's playing them over and over and over, and she's. You know, catches them on TikTok and all these Snapchat. And all, she's hearing all these songs from all these different platforms. And she's coming to me saying, have you ever heard a song by Journey? And I'm going, I just love you so much right now. I mean, she is totally <laughs> getting it. I mean, she loves it. And, and she she loves all these songs. And, and, and I'm just going, I've been trying to tell you this. I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> and, and she, but she's finally understanding this is great. It's a beautiful thing. It's a very beautiful thing. It, it makes me happy. Oh my god! Makes me so happy. What a great! I mean, each season has their own little soundtrack. You, you shared the playlist. Yeah. So I I went looking around for playlists and things like fan made playlists with people that have more time on their hands than I do. Mm-hmm. That they're finding every song that's played in these seasons, and it's like uh, season one. There's like um, thirty. 30 songs they used. Uh, season 2, it's up to 49. Season 3, 103. Yeah, was that? Now, now <laughs> granted, a... about, about 40 of them are original scores and music scores and things like yeah, that. Right. But the rest of them aren't. Right. <laughs> these are, these are uh, actual songs. And then uh, Season 4, there's 172. Yeah, now and, some of these are sound clips yeah. of of, you know, of the show, which but, is even cooler. You got the vocals yeah. and you got the drama stuff. Oh, but when wow. you're talking actual songs, there's probably still about a good fifty to sixty songs. Easy each season, Easy. and and people are, are are discovering stuff like they're discovering Joy Division and the Clash and yeah. and the Go Go's and the Cars and and some of these bands that the parents listen to. Maybe the parents even forgot about going. <gasps> it is so crazy. Song. They're shazamming it. To be this? driving in the car and to hear Grace say, "Hey, play should I get, should should I stay or should I go?" Darling, you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? I'm like, okay, let's play it. Yes, I will. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. And then she asks you for money, and you just give her however much she wants. Whatever you want. Whatever <laughs> you want. <laughs> so what 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 really? One of the things that caught me off guard. And, you know, if you guys listen to this podcast, you know how much I love music. Was during season four, episode one, they are playing California Dreamin' by the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. And you're out there thinking, that was the Mamas and the Papas, Rob. No, in like 1986, I believe it was, the Beach Boys covered it. And I remember the, I remember the video they would play on MTV. Beach Boys, you know, they right. had Kokomo and then they had this come out right. a little bit later. Yeah. It's like, wow. And I really always liked that song. Forgot all about them doing it. They start playing at the beginning of season one because some of our characters are now in California. All the leaves are brown, leaves are brown. 
the sky is gray. I've been for a walk on a winter's day. Holy cow. Holy cow. That hats off to the Duffer Brothers or whoever picks the music out. Right. Because I'm seeing Susie and the Banshees. That's like the closing of season four. They've got that on there. Yeah, and, and they got a full range to season four. I mean, and you're getting, uh, you're getting, well, I mean, I mean, separate ways. What they do, oh, what yes. they do with 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 journeys, Steve Perry's separate ways, is amazing. Yeah, and they don't just play it. I mean, it's it's repurposed. You yeah. Know, to fit, so oh what God. what they did here. Um, so, those of you fan, fans of 80s music know Journey. Right. You know Journey had Steve Perry, and you know he left the band later. Right. So, what they did, they took the original master tapes, and somebody remixed it, and kind of made this like little haunting version oh, of so it. Good. Uh, and I'm talking about Separate Ways, Worlds Apart. Yeah. And... On, so if you go on, on on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever, it'll say Journey with Steve Perry. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's Journey. It's Journey. It's Journey. It's our Journey. It's Journey. We will wait to the outro this week yeah. to play a snippet of that as much as we're allowed to. Yeah. And you'll see. Like, so it sounds very cool. So good. download that song. Play it back with some really cool headphones on. Yeah. You'll thank me later. It is so <laughs> So, but you, you go from, from California Dreaming to Separate Ways... And then they kind of introduce different songs. You know, obviously we talked about the Kate Bush running up the hill. But then you get there's a scene in season four with with, with this dude named Eddie. Oh. And he busts out some Metallica Master of Puppets. And I mean... And he, before anything happens, he says... Are you ready for the most metal concert in the history of the world? Let's do it. And Dustin's Dustin's on board. Oh man, it is so good. He's it, like, yes, is, and they, so they bust into that song, and it's like, I'm not a Metallica fan. No, but, but that's that a very cool moment. That moment was a great, great moment in show, man. Yeah, so, so it. yeah, you you got you got to got to check it. In fact, this week on uh, in the Living in the Eighties, we have a song of the day. So if you've not been to our Facebook page, each day we take a song and we spotlight it. And uh, I've already got this week's queued up, and they're dropping certain days. But uh, this week is going to be all songs from Stranger Things, 80s songs. And one of the songs may or may not be Eddie Munson. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and, and Metallica. So, you know, just got to hang tight. And, you know, enjoy. enjoy. Just that. enjoy that. But, yeah, we can't go on and on about the music enough. But, right. we, but we'll stop because people are probably getting bored. But it's very good. Yes. Very good. Yes. Our main goal today as we kind of wrap things down mm-hmm. here, is we wanted to spotlight this show that kind of has, has has brought our generation together with, you know, the younger, you know, the younger kids. Yeah. And it's like, this is a common bond. So here's a show that, that's mostly safe enough to watch with your kids, mm-hmm. uh, your grandkids, if they're at least, you know, 12 or 13 and up. Right. Probably I wouldn't recommend it for small children. Right. Uh, but um, it, it's just... They do such a great job at, at doing the 80s stuff, but these kids are the ages of the kids that are watching. So everybody's kind of... Like, if, if they set this thing in, in, in 2022, um, I probably would not be interested in watching it. Correct. But because I know 
it's the 80s and they use all this nostalgic stuff it drew me in really good characters really good stories and I you know and and we didn't and and the purpose of this podcast we didn't really break down the characters and all their you know their roles because we're not really trying to spoil uh, so much you know how this show unfolds but I mean the, the the cast of characters are amazing. Uh, they're all uh, becoming celebrities in their own rights, and they're just they're untouchable almost. Some of them now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but. Uh, and you're going to see some big things from several of the cast members here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're just they're, they're they are they are so good. I mean, they really hit home runs with with each of the kids that they they pick for their uh, specific roles. And, uh, and, and one of the things that I like a lot is kind of hearing the Duffer brothers speak and hearing the kids speak about each other. They really enjoy what they do. They they have remained humble enough, you know, as humble as kids could be that are suddenly millionaires, millionaires <laughs> and thrust in front of you know Hollywood wow. and the rest of the world. But these these uh, appear to be, you know, I know a lot of times they just feed us what they want to. Like maybe right. one of them's really hard to work with. But they just give us every indication these are good kids that enjoy each other. They really enjoy doing the show, and they, you know, they, they do have some humility about them. And you know, just interviews and stuff. Kids can be kids. They kind of act like kids in interviews. They don't act like For they're sure. better than the interviewer For or sure. any other kid their age. So, very cool. Yeah, there's uh, if if you're looking for like a little. Um, uh, a summary, I believe it'd be of season one. Uh, Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown who plays Eleven in the show. She so, the main if character. you didn't catch it, that's Millie Bobby oh, Brown, Millie, not 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 Bobby not, Brown. not but, uh, Brown. All right, well, whatever I, that I was. I was thinking of you know Bobby Brown. I thought once they just Bobby Brown, but it's Millie Bobby. Millie Brown. Bobby Brown, yes. But she she has a little song on YouTube where she raps about season one. Yeah, and that is and it's a great synopsis of what happens in mm-hmm. season one. And, and I'll just let her tell you. About it's not eighty, so we're not playing it. No, there it is. She, but you can, you can check find it yourself. But but we um, we just want to do a podcast where we just kind of uh, open up the door to open up the door to the upside down for you. Yeah. Uh, let let you kind of check. We were, I guess we we're recommending this series to be I, watched. I would say yes. We are definitely recommending the series. To and those we are... we just wanted to sit around a table and turn a mic on and chit chat for a little while. Yeah. Because it feels good. It does feel good. It's been a long time, it's man. Been a long time. I, I think we recorded the last original episodes like in March. It's now July. Wow. So yeah. like we we had like six or seven that were recorded in a short period of time. And drop them in consecutive weeks. Yeah, but it's been a while. It has been a while. So, so we, be back. we're a little, maybe we're a little rusty today. We could be, but we're having fun. But it's okay. That's right. Because we're just two old guys sitting around who ate a bunch of pizza. Of course, drank we drank some ale eights, and we're just talking about stuff in the eighties. That's right. That's Is it going to be perfect? No. Is it going to be accurate? Probably not. Pro- probably best we remember. Best we remember it. Absolutely. Best, that's it. But Absolutely. It, uh, we we've had fun. Kind of hope you guys did too, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Well, you know what? What next week? Kevin and Snowball are going to be joining. Oh, us. Fields coming out. Field track and field are coming out. <laughs> Yo, that's the track and field because yeah, track and field are coming track back. So coming we're excited back. about that. We're going to be talking about scandals of the eighties. Oh, that's going to be good. Ooh, yes, scandals, scandalous. So that's all we got. You good? Right. I'm good. I all appreciate right. it. It was a lot of fun, so guys. We're going to close out here with a little journey for you. Oh, it's so, so good. 
Thank you for joining us. Thank you for your patience while we're on our hiatus. You all take care and God bless. So do Eskimos like still live in igloos or uh, are they like fully blown like living in the in the suburbs now?